podcast. Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wacky wave waving in front of the wall. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Yeah. But just saying peanut butter whiskey <laughs> really makes me like get thick in the mouth. Yeah. Like just like I ate a spoon of peanut it's butter. Yeah, I want some peanut butter whiskey. Um, peanut butter oh, yeah, whiskey. Jesse doesn't like the mouth noises. No, getting thick in the mouth and then doing those noises. I uh, I never. I was gonna make a penis joke. We can move along. Sub, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Outside the Stat Block. I am Ben. I am D and D. You are D and D. That I. It's the first thing that came out of my mouth. So yep. Okay. That's, that's what I am. All right. I am Jesse, and I am best friends with D and D. I'm Chris, and what do you have? Uh, I'm Dice because I am a tool that is just consistently <laughs> abused. <laughs> that was very good. That was very oh, good. Man. That's, that's... <laughs> That was, cheers, my friend. That was very good. It was. It was almost as good as um, one of our players with the, after you took a potion and came up with a nice phrase uh, after you got drenched in water and you used a potion. And one of the players was just like, man, that's a wet-ass potion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's a wet-ass potion. Oh. No. Yep, like that, the song, right? Yeah. That's why it's that's, funny. I was expecting you to come in a lot sooner. Yeah, because because a, a wet ass pussy. Yeah, thanks. the song. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. You just kind of came over with it, not uh, not like cleverly, more like just gross. What? Nah, like I mean, like the song. Wet ass pussy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what? Hey, Does it make it worse when I say it like that? that Chris, is... how you doing tonight? I'm. Oh. <laughs> Can well, we just say that I that uh that that word like. The P word mm-hmm. is like just displeasing to hear <laughs> or say. Yeah, just, really, especially uh, if you have like earbuds in and it's the direct sound of it oh, into yeah. your brain. Because right, then you're right, not just right. hearing it, you're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why every time, like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't do that every time. <laughs> Clearly. That's, that's what a shambling been mound recorded. sounds like. <laughs> Oh, shambling mound. Oh, we're getting way too gross now. What What happened? (laughs) I blacked out. uh, There was a shambling mound involved now with your uh, wet-ass potion. Uh, Chris, how are you doing today? Uh, I am am happy. It is recording day. Work has been slow and terrible, and I still hate my job. It'll all be over soon, Chris. Fucking Mm -hmm. God, I hope so. (laughs) Jesse, how are you? Um, I'm doing great, though. I, uh, yeah, I'm... I don't know. I finished. Uh, we finished your game. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did do that. We oh. did. So, uh, in in regards to that, I mentioned this to Jesse the other night. I wanted to tell you because I wasn't sure if you noticed. Uh, right before, like when I went to go give that speech during the Heroes Feast, 
uh i had planned to give like uh you know some kind of crazy like you know last hurrah speech as scald i got halfway through that speech and this little light in my brain went on that was like shut the fuck up or you're gonna cry and so that's why the ending of that speech was <laughs> awful <laughs> Uh, oh, you could have done it. You could have done it. <laughs> fucking nerd. He's gonna cry over D and D. Yeah, Jesse. How how were you emotionally during that entire uh, game? It choked up several times. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Um, there was a lot of. So what I originally had planned for that last session, the only thing I had like planned was really like her abilities. And I wasn't sure if you guys were going to try to escape because I knew you had the ability via magic to get the fuck out of there if you needed to. Um, or if you were just going to try to duke it out right there. So I planned it for you guys to kind of like duke it out right there and have similarities between the two kind of scenes that we had. But you guys took it a whole nother direction and moved it to a city. We had to defend the city off from this giant Draculich that was coming in to burn everything, all the shit. Mm-hmm. You guys got some pretty cool abilities during the fight. Yeah. Ended up winning. Told some stories at the end on how you guys' characters kind of flushed out and went pretty well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved how uh, all of the connections that we made throughout the entirety of the game, uh, they all came back to us at the end to jump alongside us in battle in, uh, in different ways as well. I mean, we had dwarves to help with the the town and the, the planned demolition the planned demo- demolition yes, of you the gave, town you gave five crazy merchant crafting dwarves vials of an explosive content <laughs> and decided to spread it throughout the city and blow the city the fuck out mm-hmm. that's yeah. what you did yep yep it worked it worked yeah Yeah. went pretty well i mean and and we didn't just blow it up because it was fun to blow up it was because it was was tactical yeah yeah (laughs) we're once it was overrun by the enemy like we hit the switch and kaboomies so with as i was trying to think of a way to try to make the battle still seem difficult while um accounting for your guys' plans. Like, you guys made plans. I wanted to reward you for making those plans. So I said, all right, what is a very deadly number to the party that they have to fight all at once? And I just said, 40. 40 mix of Drow, Dregloth, and... Jesus. And Drider. Uh, and I drastically reduced that number almost uh, almost in half, a little bit less, just to kind of, like, account for the plannings of the collapsing city, the additional forces that you went out... I, wasn't expecting to see Torsa back. <laughs> Everyone hated that NPC for some reason, except Scald. <laughs> hey, I didn't mind Torsa. But no, it was nice. It was fun. We ended it. I got a sick jersey that I'm wearing right now because the game is on. And they moved it a whole bunch of times. Thanks for the jersey, guys. Looks great. The game is on? Yeah, they moved. So uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And the game was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. Then the COVID situation happened with the Baltimore Ravens, who they were going to play. They moved oh, yeah. the game to Monday. Then they moved the game to tu- no. They moved the game to Sunday. Then they moved the game to Tuesday. <laughs> then they moved the game to today. Nice. Eventually, there will be football. Yeah, the football is going on right now. <laughs> so you've been wearing the jersey all week, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just since <laughs> I've been wanting to wear it like every day, but I'm like, no, it's got to be like ordained on the first. Yeah, uh, on game day. On game day, and they're winning, but not by much. Uh, we'll see how it happens at the end of this recording. <laughs> but that's how I'm doing. I'm doing well. We're gonna try to maybe play a one shot. Maybe have something different. I don't know. We'll yeah. see what see. We'll see what we come up with by uh, by Sunday, and we'll play something. Um, but now that we're going to be playing something, maybe a one shot. 
it's a good idea to kind of get the juices flowing and start to think about what quick, cool things you could throw into a one-shot. And those are dungeons. Dungeon crawls are really easy one-shots. You don't have to come up with too much story element to it. It's a lot of hack and slash, a little higher in the combat area. Uh, but sometimes it can be really fun. So I thought maybe we should, like, come up with ideas on how you could design a dungeon. Yeah. What I'm if... not going to use this in, in Sunday. All right, fine. All right, no, insi- <laughs> no insider trading no, this time. <laughs> and it might be... Vampire the Masquerade. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, it's been a long time since I played Vampire. I wouldn't mind playing like in a, a different tabletop. <laughs> like I I know I I sound like a broken record because we've had this conversation multiple times and what's the one tabletop game I bring up every single time, Ben? What Starfinder? Oh no. Uh Monster oh, of the oh, Week. Oh, Monster of yeah. the Week. Monster yeah. of the Week. He really likes Monster of the Week. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess since we're here and we're kind of on the subject, I do you guys want to talk about some of the other games I got real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we could possibly. So, it's uh, I have this one. It's called Kids on Bikes. The manual is like only fifty pages long. Character creation is real simple. I think it's similar to Monster of the Week, just a little. Um, I don't know, just a little different. I haven't read through that whole one yet, but it would be pretty easy to learn. The one that I'm really excited about that I tried to play once and it didn't go too well was a game called Paranoia. Now, Paranoia is another tabletop game that's super cool. You get these uh, erasable character sheets, and the world has kind of been been taken over by this thing called the computer, and every one of the group is either working for the computer or working against the computer, and no one knows. Okay. And the strangest shit goes goes on in, in the world of Paranoia. Like, when I tried to run it, they were in this facility... A mop bucket that generated its own water started overfilling a compartment in this like high tech facility, and then all of a sudden, this boat with orcs came out of it and started <laughs> fucking like shooting arrows at the dudes around. What? I had no idea what's going on. It's very strange. It's a very weird world, um, and character creation is actually really fun because you can screw over your party mates. Um, I think that actually that would that? be kind of a fun one to try out. Yeah. Is a pre-written thing. What do you? How does paranoia sound to you, Jesse? Uh, it sounds pretty fun. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, especially since you can screw each other over in character creation, take away other people's attributes, and oh, take them wow. for your own That's... while you are making characters because everyone makes theirs at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Uh, have you ever heard of the? I can't remember. Go ahead, and I'll I'll bring it up again. Vampire Starfinder. Pathfinder. No. no, no, no. I don't even know if it's a homebrew or not, but it's really fun. Um, I love listening to it. I've heard a podcast do it twice now, and it sounds amazing. And I really want to play it. Is um the Sherlock Holmes game where it's uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes and vampires? And what you yeah, basically so you <laughs> you roll a die and it, you figure out if you're a vampire or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do is you have this sheet that has like 20 different things on it that you roll on when it's your turn. And um, that's going to be the new clue to the crime you're trying to solve. Now, every single person at the table is a Sherlock Holmes from the uh, history of... So the... everyone's Robert Downey Jr. No, Robert Downey Jr., who's the other one that's the... Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, don't forget his uh, cousin, Benedict Robert Downey Jr. Be- <laughs> Benedict Robert Downey Jr., That was that's new to me. I didn't know that he was in it. Yeah, the other one that was on that other Sherlock show nobody watched. Yes, that dude. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, they had they like they you can have a lot of fun with it. And I mean, you can even be Sherlock from the old books if you wanted to be like a nerd. And I think I'd be really good at this game. Tired. Wait, what? I think I'd be really good at what? this game. Okay, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Sherlock from the books was not tired. That I man know. was high like twenty four seven. Yes, actually, one of them played him, and he was constantly looking for that sweet, sweet release within his veins of the good dark juice, the, the blood. Black tar heroin. Black tar heroin. Yeah. Yes. Black tar blood. And then he also ended up being a vampire. See, this yes. game re- seems very fucking easy because all it's it it look, is well, easy and it's right. a so lot of fun. If you're a Sherlock, super smart, can yeah. punch people in slow motion, you just find a vampire and you'd be like, "Hey, lo, hey, yo, vampire, make me a, a Sherlock vampire." Yeah. And then you don't even need to turn in evidence because you can no, just but, taste the DNA yourself. But they are from Sherlock, the crime scenes. There's already Sherlock vampires. They're the ones that rolled to be vampires. They're also Sherlock's, but they're Sherlock vampires. Yeah. Okay. So they're 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 a walking DNA <laughs> testing facility. Yeah. And and then you also roll on the sheet to give yourself vampire characteristics and. Only you know if it's because you're a vampire or if it's because you're of, Sherlock. Or well, no, or if it's some other affinity. Like if if you just if you're allergic to garlic and you roll that, is that something you were born with, or, or are is you it a, a va- vampire? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and every time you roll, solve. every time you roll on that list, the thing that you come up with, even if it's like the third time that. You know the sandwich has been found in the hot tub. The that's the new like greatest clue to solving the murder that happened on whatever like scene you're in. See, I think we're thinking about this too, like, as the game would want yeah. you to. Yeah, just you're a Sherlock vampire. The mm-hmm. world is your possibilities. You could go on any you know Steve Wilco show and do all of the DNA tests. You'll know right off the bat. You don't need anything to wait. Yeah. You'll know right off the bat if it's the dude's kid or not. You can destroy I mean, lives on national television. You're a vampire. Vampires would be good in our society. Yeah. Also, like, I, what, my brain went completely left field, and I was like, ah, yes, what if Sherlock Holmes was a bruja? Uh-huh. <laughs> Man. That's so funny. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, glad you got, glad you got the joke. I hope yeah. everyone else did. Yeah. I'm on your what we, level. What if we made... A brew, huh? <laughs> you kind of got me on, like, the vampire kick, and I do like vampires. They are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, werewolves are better, but vampires are definitely cool. Uh, so why don't... What would, like, a vampire's lair be like? A vampire's lair? Like, let's make a cool vampire's lair or something. Like, if you're if we're going to go in, like, a one-shot vampire's lair, what the hell is going to be in it? Where are the vampires going to live? Who is said vampire? It's gonna be classy as fuck. And yeah. Do you think uh, now? I lots I of have money. to try really hard to not think about Strahd right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You definitely. We're not gonna go down the Ra- Ravenloft era. Of... <laughs> Let's. Okay. okay so if you're not. thinking classy, then it, I mean, and you don't want Strahd. You definitely don't want anything kind of in that Victorian era. Yeah. Uh, what's we, What's the terminology for that? That, for that time. Vic, uh, yeah. Like that yeah, goth, that, gothic, that gothic Victorian gothic. era. You definitely don't want anything like that. You look like you have something that's just at the tip no, of your tongue. Nope. Right? Uh, like, how? what classy would you... He's got something real classy. No, I don't, dude. I, fu- you fu- I oh, okay. fucking farted. Okay, god damn it, man. Seriously? And it made me- 
And I was just like, stop, Jesse. They don't even notice. Bite, bite your tongue next time. <laughs> I was. You kept prodding me and poking. And hey, what is it? What is it? <laughs> Why are you looking at me and laughing and trying to hold back that laugh, Jesse? Because normally, sometimes you get like this idea that you want to just spit out, and mm-hmm. but you know that sometimes you interrupt a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So you hold back, and that's the same exact face, I yes, guess. Yes, it when, is. Yep. So it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, I understand. But if this you is going to be point, a sir. classy place, and it's going to be, and it's not going to be like a dungeon dungeon, right? If it's classy. So yeah. like, it, are we talking a house? Are we talking a riverboat? What are we talking? I'm thinking, like, my brain immediately jumps to, like, mansion. Yeah. But, like... It's so predictable, right? Well, not... That's, like, I'm trying to think of a way to make it unpredictable. Or less so. I think what location if you made it? is yeah. how to make it unpredictable. Like, if it was a mansion that was, like, built into the side of the mountain where the... About halfway through where you would expect this mansion to be, like, halfway done, it's just turns into rock, and it's part of the mountain. And inside it's built like it goes from like the walls of a mansion to the like beautiful stone dug out and uh you know stone walls man-made and and it's floating so yep. it's it's high on the mountainside it has no rocks underneath it to support it, just it. Is flat. it's been melded out of the side with a little bit of the natural rock from the mountain yeah. and then pushed in we worked in with like wood and whatever fancy metals and everything yeah. that would make up so this it's mansion. it's like a suspended mansion so you can't fucking you can't get to this you thing you can't even get to it unless sheer cliff yeah you either climb the cliff or you know you're a vampire and you can fly or you have like the magic flying boots or the spell fly well, yeah, that's true, but it still sucks to get to. Yeah. Or jetpack. You know, no, I mean, yeah. jetpack is probably the easiest way to go. Yeah, it? that just yeah. came out in Tasha's the jetpack magic. Yeah, yeah. it's it, the the craziest thing about it though is it's so volatile. Like you put it on and you have to roll a uh, um, a d six, and if you roll a six, then it works great. And then anywhere from one through five, some really terrible shit can happen to you, and you can blow the hell up yeah but if you do get three ones in a row iron maiden comes on and you turn into iron man for three rounds and you get to zap things yes Uh, but it only useful against uh, a vampire in his lair right absolutely yeah so you have to audibly make the sounds though of whoosh yeah, that's in the, that's in the item text. It's cursed. It does. It, oh, I mean, it, is... it doesn't show up as that cartoony text in those old Batman films. Oh, it, it absolutely does. does. Yeah, yeah. and and I mean, it does say in it it's DM's discretion, but yeah, but you're like, a shitty but DM you, like, you if you don't put to. that in. Yeah. So, guys, remember <laughs> this is the jetpack of volatile mouth noises on page one hundred and five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, check that out. It's an amazing, it's an amazing item. I'm very excited uh, that they're if you're going this to buy, ta- if you're going to buy Tasha's just for that item, don't. <laughs> All right, so it's you not go, real. So this, this, this weird kind of like Disneyland mansion is floating off the side of this, off of this mountain. Just off the and side you of a open mountain. up this set of double doors to fly in the front, and you're going to be met with this foyer, this antechamber, this room that's going to lead to other places of the house. It's kind of like a greeting room. What's going to be in a vampire's greeting room? So, uh, the, okay. 
Oh, I was just gonna say I don't know as far as the furniture, but this is one thing that I'm uh, I'm in particular like I want to. This is this is my definite input because they have the whole you know sunlight sensitivity thing, vampires, creatures of the night, whatever. They're always depicted as living in places or constantly existing in places that are just dark and dreary and dim and boring. Nah, nah, fuck that. This place is so well lit. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's upkept. This vampire lord cares about his mansion. This isn't some dirty, dusty, dingy crap hole that he, like, absconded with and just now lives in with all of his fucking... all of his thralls. Uh, he takes care of this place. Right. This is his home, and it's important to him. And he has sparkly skin. It's like a Chinese buffet. He doesn't have sparkly skin. You guys just kind of, like, rolled with that? He doesn't have that. I was making fun of him. I want to back up twice. A terrible thing that a vampire series did. No. Yes, thank you. (laughs) what China buffets do you go to? Because I have never been to a single one that I've walked in the door and been like, ah, yes, this place looks frequently cleaned. (laughs) Well, maybe not so as the cleanliness, but just when you're really hungry and you walk into a China buffet and you just look around and be like, today's the fat day. Like, it's a glorious sight. Oh, that it's yeah. very classy upon the you know my me, hungry gaze. Me every time I walk into a China buffet. Ah, yes, today is the fat day. <laughs> the rest of this episode will be lost on deaf ears from this end of the table. For I am now so incredibly hungry for some <laughs> fucking Chinese food. <laughs> You're welcome. That's all I can think of now. So he serves Chinese food to his guests. He doesn't have a buffet in in the foyer or the lobby, but it's got to be it's got to be nice. Maybe like this, I don't know, marble orange chicken. Yeah, as Ah, a fucking a, I'm still thinking of the. Okay, (laughs) sorry, floors. All right, what kind of floor does he have? The floors are made out of the feathers of chickens that are orange. Ah, chicken teriyaki. Right, no, just like kind of like you know a bearskin rug. This would just be a chicken feather rug. That covers the whole floor. Chicken Man, feathered carpet? That sounds hard to clean and ugly. It does sound. It is. Yeah, That's he has to make a lot of vampire spawn yeah. just to keep that clean. But what really sucks is they're so dumb that sometimes they just fall off the, off the <laughs> out of the house when they <laughs> try to go clean the front porch, realizing there's not one. Owl bear rug. Because those have feathers, right? And they have feathers and fur. Yeah. We did a whole episode We did a that. whole episode. Yeah. yeah we... That, uh, that actually we didn't because it was lost to time because I fucked it up. <laughs> oh no, that's right. That's Man, right. I always forget that that's the episode we lost. We we'll were have just to revisit the owl yeah. there at one we'll point. Have to, yeah. We'll have to sort that out again. Stay tuned. Uh, we will. We will stay tuned to find out exactly how much percentage owl bear is bear and owl. owl. We did. We did this before, but I lost it because I'm dumb. So we'll do it again. Probably better. <laughs> Um, and I don't think you're dumb, Christopher. Everybody makes mistakes, and, uh... Except for me. Okay. All right. Well, moving along. Um, okay, so, they have to be met by somebody in the entranceway. All right, so this person also has to be able to fly, then. Yep. Right, because this person can't just chill in a house on the side of a mountain. So, you walk into this very sparkly, gaudy area. We'll say floor made out of this, like white and green marble yeah with gold trim on a large grand staircase leading to a second level and probably four doors too on either side of the staircase to lead you to other sides of the house yep right so you get into this area and you just hear breathing yeah is it is it invisible i was actually thinking that the majority of the uh like the mansion staff would be unseen servants just these creepy or 
sorry, no, just to because if you're gonna put this in a game, uh, I'm kind of a terrible person and I like to mess with players. It's fifty percent unseen servants, fifty percent poltergeists. One of them is harmless. One of them isn't. Have fun. Divide them up randomly between the rooms. Roll randomly, see where they're at. Yeah. And then when you run into the poltergeist, you die. <laughs> in the one that's like the one that's gaining that uh <clears throat> the doorman yes the doorman doorman um, the or, doorman or door or door woman the doorman <laughs> wait what all right now i'm confused okay moving right. along yeah so okay so there's got to be some motivation for you to want to come to this vampire's floating castle against a mountainside right yeah so let's say he runs a dinner a very fancy dinner. It's at an exotic location, right? No one's really eaten off the side of a mountain. And he invites people up. He invites these adventurers because he wants to get all their money and their gear yeah. and shit that they've stolen and looted. Uh, and then when he invites them up, they eat dinner. All the lights go off. And you play a mystery game? And you play Clue. And then, yeah, yes! and, then you, and then you play Murder Mystery. <laughs> and then you play Murder Mystery. <laughs> You try but to it's for out, realsies. You try to figure out if it was a poltergeist, an unseen servant, or the crazy old vampire dude that lives at the house. Or yeah. one of the many guests that you just met. No, no, no. Can, no, the, no, no. can the butler be Danny DeVito? I don't see why not. I mean, I mean give, me, give, me, give me some Danny DeVito. Oh, God. Oh, I really don't want him to. Can you Ma- do you uh, know That what? makes me think you can do a good now, Danny now, DeVito. No, I, I can't. I, I, I really love... Like, kind of going with that and, and trying to appease you with it. But I can't disrespect Danny DeVito like that. Yeah. He's like a god. He's He is amazing. He has he's, a very unique vocal timbre that I don't want to ruin by attempting to mimic it. Can we go with, like, Penguin Danny DeVito? Dude, it's been so long since I've wow, seen that movie. Yeah, man. It's just, I, all I remember is he had black like black blood dripping out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. His he was so creepy. His fingers, he had three oh, yeah, fingers. The, yeah, his that's penguin the, flipper finger. That's the fucking butler. Yeah. That's yep. the butler of the mansion. Yep. His penguin okay. Danny DeVito. <laughs> then, but <laughs> so that's, who is he working for? <laughs> just physically, though. Just physically. What's he sound like? No, I'm going to get the real actor and throw him in my game. He's going to uh, be on the next episode of Outside the Stat Block. Expect Danny DeVito coming Don't, okay, don't promise to... people these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. What is that next actor going to sound like, Chris? Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this big, creepy penguin pointed nose, too. Fucking... He's like a skin version of Mr. Krabs. Like, he's so weird. What? He's like if Mr. Krabs what? was made of skin instead of crab shell. That would be Danny DeVito as the that's, penguin. That's that. Mr. Krabs made of skin. That's the episode title right there. There the it voice, is. The voice makes me think that he's like super sad all the time. No, I knew it should have come out today. Just picture Danny DeVito as the penguin. You walk in and he just goes. <laughs> just like the fucking Mr. Krabs. Okay. And then somebody's silly. there to translate it. That's it's like very. very he, so the crab, Danny DeVito crab. <laughs> The Danny DeVito skin, skin crab, crab is is very uh, energetic and animated, and then the dude that's translating and like moves super slow and is uh, like the human embodiment of Eeyore from Winnie the oh. Pooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, can it be like? He's can it be asking like, you how you are today. 
What can they get cute? I figured it would be a really sarcastic unseen servant with a black tie and sunglasses. That's it. Just floating black tie and sunglasses that goes around super pissed off that he has to translate this Danny DeVito oh. skin crab character. Okay, you do the skin crab. I'll do the translating guy. And you do the guest. <laughs> We're going to do that in sign quest. We can visit this place in sign quest if you want. All right. Jump to I don't want you you got to do the Tordok and the Wheeler. I mean, yeah, we can do that We're as well. There, but we've only designed the... We don't even know who fucking lives here. I was going to say, we've only designed the the entrance. Like, there's so much more. This is a mansion. All right, let's go. Well, okay, well we first need to decide who the fuck this is. Yeah, like, who, who is this vampire lord? Uh, I think the most important question, is he, like, is he an open vampire lord? Or is he still, or is he, like, is a... Is he closeted? Is he a rich old man who's trying to pretend he's still human so that he can lure people in? Is it a he? I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. So it's a he... Only a man would come up with something as audacious and pointless as building a mansion on the so, side of a mountain. I, I, don't, I, don't think he's, <laughs> I don't think he's a closet vampire, and here's why. Because it's going to be hard enough. Because of where he lives. It's going to be hard enough. <laughs> no, I'm a normal guy. Like, I just, I just, I just got live this. here. Yeah, the realtor said location, location, location. And I said, and yes, I said, threw si- money at it. Side of Mount Thargill, let's go. <laughs> Now's the time to buy. Now's the time to buy. Vampire, what? Uh, no one said vampire. I know. I, I don't just, even know where it came yeah, from. Yeah, what? Let's. It's daytime. <laughs> Why are you even saying vampire? I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> Does it come with 300 shades for the windows, please? 300 shades. I think it's only 50 shades. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm terrible. Nah, I tried to play off it. I just didn't come back fast enough. Uh, <laughs> That's the third right. time I've spit. All right, Stop so it. he is he's sip. still in hiding, but it's very obvious. Yeah. Uh, and he's just trying to get people to come over for dinner and then murder one and play a game because he needs entertainment for the evening. So he's he's been around for a while and he's clearly like lost his marbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and really bored with life. Yeah. Just really, he's just like he's just boring. Da- I think I know for me puppets. I think uh, I think I know the actor that could play this vampire. Uh, I think that would be uh, Mr. Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks and Danny DeVito star in this. <laughs> just imagine the Mr. Rogers Tom yes. Hanks as gonna- this vampire. <laughs> He's so he's not a bad guy. He's just very bored with life and like very like I, middle of the I road. I think I think it's that he's very bored with life and the length of his existence due to the, you know, the undeath of being a vampire has really caused him to uh maybe lose uh, appreciation or respect for mortality. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why his favorite game yeah. is murder mystery. Yeah. <laughs> What what's the what's the difference here? You're either alive for thirty years or you're alive for sixty. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know if that was a good Tom Hanks. <laughs> I know that sounded more like uh, the. All right. So now that we got Claw a feel, uh, uh, Mr. Crab, Danny DeVito, Zoidberg, yes. Oh, yeah, Zoidberg, <laughs> still watching it, still trying to burn through those episodes. Um. But yeah, okay, so we know who the vampire is. We know who his butler is. We have this kind of grand entranceway that's basically planned out. But how are we going to murder mystery this thing? Where's the kitchen at? What are we having for dinner? Uh, typical Thanksgiving, like, feast. Yeah, I'm th- yeah, like the whole, the full out, like, there's the long, uh, ostentatious table just stacked to the brim of, like, everything your mind can imagine. Now... 
All right. So if he is very kind of thinks he's in the closet, but it's very obvious, it doesn't sound like he has very good social skills. Yeah. Right. So what if he just gets something that he thinks they like, but is totally not going to satiate? <laughs> oh, like, like a raw turkey. Uh, a raw turkey or just just <laughs> like, have this raw turkey like on this, a pile right? of uncooked pasta. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys like this stuff, right? That's what I've been told. I don't know. Just be the shittiest dinner because he can't cast a rogues feast. <laughs> while he's while he's like sitting at the top of the table with like a dead corpse in one hand that he's just like sucking blood out of like a, a daiquiri. He's got a he's got a he's got a uh, uh, oh my god. Olive, cherry, straw, cigar, Cur- curly straw. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! It took me way too long to think of curly straw. That's you know what? I'm here for you, my friend. <laughs> How many times have you guys been there for me? <laughs> All right. So picture this as picture. I want you guys to picture this as the players. You come into this dude's house. You are first met by the Danny DeVito penguin dude, right? He's greeting you, the unseen servant with the tie and the sunglasses that kind of looks like a CIA agent, only invisible, is following him around correcting everything he does to make sure you guys are led to the right place. You get into this grand uh, dining room, right? Has all of this food spread out, but it's all raw, uncooked, including the pasta. The rolls are just dough balls (laughs) wrapped up. He doesn't understand he has to cook anything because he's socially awkward. He sits you all down. He walks into the room with a grand chair at one side of the table. He greets you all. And then as you sit down and like kind of gather yourselves on what the hell you guys just got yourself into, you look back over at Tom Hanks, the vampire, and he's just sucking on Danny DeVito's neck, just <laughs> feeding on the fucker. Just killing him. He's like, oh, you guys don't like your turkey? And just continues to suck down on his neck. And then the whole shit just goes black and everything goes away. And someone gets murdered. <laughs> Jerry, sweetie, don't stare at the nice man. You just got it, man. It's got to just be weird, right? It can't be that dark I, gothic cool. It's got to be strange. I, I want to use this as like a joke game for a Halloween session. Yeah, no, that'd be, <laughs> just try to put like a like a comical horror theme. Yeah, on your on your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. And then it gets super like weird and grotesque at the end, and he goes through like four form changes because surprise, it's also Castlevania. <laughs> right. And just make like every room that they go into, oh. like if it's like a torture, uh, if it's like a torture room, just have it make it the like most grotesque shit, yeah. the worst way to die, yeah, like possible in every room that they go into, and the guy's just standing there, just oh hey, how you oh, doing? Hey. Welcome in as he's torturing one of your party members. And and when you arrive, like nothing on the invitation, unless you knew this guy previously, uh, led you to believe he was a vampire until you kind of showed up and the place was a little bit off, and you knew that he might be a little bit off. So he talks to you in a normal fucking voice until you see him like drinking out of Danny DeVito's neck. And then he immediately drops his uh, fake accent. He's like, oh, I'm not good at this. This is my normal voice. I hope you don't mind if I talk like this from now forward. Oh, man. That would be that'd be a pretty silly game. That would be. <laughs> that'd be I, but I don't want to suck your blood. I, I want to use, like, all of this, though. Do it. Do it. Take it. Write it up. Run a nice Halloween session. I think it would be fun. Just the dumbest Halloween session. Because that's the, like, every... 
you know, every every group, uh, you know, player group is always just like, oh, I want to play a Halloween. Like, I want to play a themed Halloween game next year. It's going to happen. And I'm going to be like, I, I got your theme game right here. <laughs> Why are you, do you want some of this Danny this DeVito is... blood? You keep staring at me like you want some. I can give you Danny DeVito the blood. And then the head just turns to you and goes, rah, 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 just continues to cackle. Just and weird. Fuck, man, this game is so cool. And then the guy goes, he said that he doesn't want anybody else to drink his blood. <laughs> well, I think my intention uh, was to try I to say, design. Remember like, when this had a point? <laughs> right. I think my intention was to design a dungeon. But I am much more happy with this Halloween-flavored kind of semi-story. And you guys that are listening can take that and run with it as far as you want. Or you could throw it out the window. Probably we that will, one. Probably that We one. will be okay either way. Just throw it, throw it out the window of your mountain mansion. It will fall very far and break. But I wasn't finished drinking the blood. That's not, that's not your voice. Huh? That's not your voice. I don't even know what you're talking about. Dornock and Wheeler. Oh, shit. It is a cool, crisp, foggy morning. The sky is like a nice seafoam green with a whole bunch of clouds over it all the way at the top of the sky. All the way at the top. All the way at the top. <laughs> you find yourselves passing a small, one-foot-high, crickety metal fence that surrounds a massive graveyard. Oh, Jesus Christ, let's get the fuck what, Why the fuck are we here? I fucking hate I, ghosts And I don't even like green Like I just want to get out of this part of the world You are green I, what? I, oh my I thought I was more As of a, like a bluish tint <laughs> As Tordok is I still re- As Tordok is still recovering From indigestion Is great? <laughs> You continue to walk down the path, past the gate, seeing all these medium and large-sized tombstones, but you know the grand monolith at the center of the graveyard is what you seek. Oh, look, there's the, there's the thing. Let's hurry the fuck. I, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a grand monolith. Bud, you gotta... Like, what? Tip, tip of the tongue and the teeth. I'm, I'm still walking past you. You gotta talk and walk, buddy. Yeah, uh, grand miles. I, oh god, tip of the tongue and the teeth. Jesus Christ, stop leaving me behind. The, the pathway, Tordok. As you reach there first, the pathway before you splits into a circular pattern with three additional pathways off. At the center of the circular pattern is the grand monolith. This tall, almost obelisk-like stone statue with a giant wolf and a massive greatsword between its jaws rests at the top. Hey, uh, which way do you think we should go? There's three different directions. I I don't know. I just, I really don't like it here. There's fucking zombies and just, look at this thing. What is this? Wolf with sword? This is a graveyard. Why is wolf with sword here? I'm not sure. Hey, ah, fuck that thing. Hold on. I'm just going to hit it real quick. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, I'll be over here. Cosmosh! Oh, God! Jeez! The great sword falls from the stone wolf's mouth. The stone cracks around the wolf as chunks of it fall to the ground, revealing this large spectral canine beast that's incorporeal. He looks down upon you, Tordok Wheeler, and he says, I am the great wolf sword mouth. Hey, Teen Wolf, look down here. Look at me. Eye contact. Oh, sorry, you're shorter than expected. Anyway, we're looking for some grand models. 
because you point us over here? Yeah, hi, hello. The, the grand mouth? No, uh, monolith. My friend it doesn't do so well with the large words. You have reached the grand monolith, and I, Swordmouth, am here to bestow upon you a great and terrible curse. Your name is Swordmouth. I... I don't want it. No, no, thank you, Fido. I pass. Hard pass. I can't get over this. This guy's name is Swordmouth. Didn't you see the sword in my mouth when you came up? I saw that. I thought it was stupid, and now it just sounds even fucking more ridiculous. This fucking guy, Swordmouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, Mr. Swordmouth. Mr. Sword in my mouth. Wait. Yeah, Mr. Sword in his mouth. Listen, no, guys, I'm here to curse you. I don't think... The, the only curse that I'm dealing with right now is the fact that we're still here and you smell vaguely of wet dog. Hey, J- I, I, hey Jacob, how about you give us what we're looking for and we'll get out of here. It rained last it, night. You got in between the cracks and the stone. I'm sorry, I can't yeah, do all right anything there. Calm down, wolf boy. Don't you have, like, an unborn vampire child to obsess over? The sword that lays at your feet... <laughs> Is a magical sword once wielded by my master. He is now entombed within this monolith, cursed to all of his days for wielding that sword. All right, cool. This sword right here. Yeah, sounds shitty. All right, all right. We got the sword. Yeah, got the sword. All right. Now what? As you wield the long sword that is cursed. You find that your feet immediately burst into flames, and you guys have to run and flee from the graveyard. Oh, gee, hot, hot, hot! Jesus Christ, this is hot! Hot, hot, hot! Yeah, no, aren't we gonna <laughs> we're gonna sing now? I'm on fire up in here. My yeah. feet are on fire. <laughs> His feet are on fire. Yo, Wolfman, hey, how about you sing with me, huh? But I can't hear you get too far away. Oh man, that guy, <laughs> that guy really sucks. <laughs> Hold on, I got a water skin. Let me put out your feet, and then we can keep going. Oh, perfect! Thank you. That oh, that really hurts. Oh, the water soothes your feet through the burned soles of your leather-bound shoes, and you continue your journey on with the cursed sword. Every now and then, you drop the sword. It's really fucking heavy. It weighs a lot. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> so, I, so I think what's what's going on. Uh, this week is like so. Last week it was it was Ben's turn to take cool things and make them bad. The week before it was Jesse's. This week it's everybody. It's just all of this is a group effort. Group effort. Group effort. We've got cool things, and we were just like, but consider no. Yeah, so, but, but stop like reading how, into it so much, Chris. <laughs> consider how cool this is. Though. Imagine if I actually, so, um, that monolith of the dog and the sword, the sword mouth thing is not its name. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, uh, I actually came Can't... across this quick flash video from Dark Souls and it's a Dark Souls boss. I was gonna say, boss. what's this Dark Souls boss? <laughs> right. And it's a giant wolf that has a sword in its mouth and you find out that the wolf is like a remaining spirit that had, yeah. that is protecting its master who is now lost forever. Mm-hmm. And he has to guard this area to prevent anyone from going down the same path that his master did. Yeah. So that's this whole like story, which is super cool. That boss is super cool and also super frustrating. I laughed really hard when I said the Jacob thing. And then you said <laughs> something about like a child that he has to go and save or something. <laughs> Oh, uh, that was yeah, great. that's why I was losing my shit the whole time, because the minute you were like, a uh, wolf with a... I was like, oh no, I know exactly what this is. Thanks, YouTube. 
god. And? 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 Now, welcome to the second one. We book questions about the Dungeons and Dragons with the and you listeners, and we answer them OTSB style. OTSB style. Face is close to the mic. Face is close to the mic. Uh, so we are going to grab some questions off of the Yahoo's. If you would like to send us a question Yahoo. anytime, I, wait, I don't know why I said that. It's not off Yahoo at all. I didn't go on. <laughs> <laughs> ben, listen to your favorite podcast, you might have been. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, so we found some questions on the internet from uh, some older sources. I'm still dying. Get sorry. it together, bro. My bad. Get it together. <laughs> Aren't you glad you listened? <laughs> uh, so we find these old questions. Sometimes uh, we've had, uh, I think, uh, three or four now listener questions. If you'd like to ask a question to us that we can answer, hopefully maybe give it our own spin on it, you can send those questions in um, on Twitter at OTS Block, Facebook outside the stat block, or we have our contact us feature on our website outside the stat block.com. But we need oh, yeah. to get to the questions wait what's what's our uh, website one more time i missed it outside the statblock.com boom goes the dynamite you didn't miss it you just wanted to boom goes the dynamite yeah. yes i did we can uh we'll just uh record that on a thing then we could just hit a button and you just say it sounds boom. good boom goes the dynamite is that what you're talking about not really a problem i'm running an all barred <laughs> campaign and one of my player goals is creating a bagpipe set of bagpipes that will go down in legend I'm looking for inspiration as to what it's going to have this ground. Oh, so what you're going to need to craft it. Um, and what artifact or legendary properties it's going to have. How is this bagpipe going to be legendary? Chris, you like bards. I do. Do you like bagpipes? Uh, I find them uh, humorous as bard like casting items because they're obnoxious. They are very mm -hmm. squealy. Squealy take a lot of... Uh, bag a lot of side a lot of inventory space with some and, bagpipes and a he like just a beacon of hey i yeah. am right here no not over there right no, here directly right here just right there here. is nothing sneaky about bagpipes hold on let me shine a light and just a mile high yes this guy right here yeah so that's one of the qualities is that every time you play it uh daylight gets cast on him <laughs> so now what are like what are like the basic jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> just in case they were deaf now they can see you <laughs> so along with casting daylight upon yourself uh if you're thinking about a bagpipe right you have this big sack that's made out of some skin or something right yeah. you have this place where you blow some air in it and it has a couple yeah like, you have the, you have the mouthpiece uh the finger um like the finger positioning the, holes and then the other holes that expel air and then you like have to squeeze accordingly and finger accordingly to make the proper sounds <laughs> Right. All right. So how can that be legendary? Okay. So I, what I'm picturing, the first thing is those pipes have to be like something fantastic. Like they have to be, they're like this cool, like, ah, here we go. You ever walk into a head shop? Yeah. Like a blown glass with all the color oh, mixed yep. in with everything in the head shop. Oh, okay. You do that with the pipes, kind of make it all this multicolored blown glass. Okay. So I you thought you were talking about the strip club on 51st Street. Oh, no, no. The, the head shop is three doors down. Right. Okay. I was, I was thinking actually something more along the lines of like hollowed out dragon bones. Ooh. And then you can paint them. Yeah. I like that. You just have... Okay, so each one is going to be... Okay, if this is an artifact, and you want to use Dragonborn... 
It's a dragon of different colors. Yeah, exactly. And then when you play it, those pipes expel. Yes, they expel the, the breath, breath weapon, weapon from yes. the. Yes. yes. So yes. Right. Uh, the um, what makes up the actual uh, bag that has the air going in and out is the part of the dragon on the inside that expels yeah. the breath weapon yeah, the, itself. The breath weapon gland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the oh, wow, the went. projectile sack. <laughs> Take all the bones, make them into the pipes. The piece that you blow into, I don't know what that's. I don't know what that is. I mean, just no. Keep just explaining stick, it. Just a slower. Stick. Just a, yeah. I don't know what you're gonna put into it. Okay, wait. How 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 <laughs> extra how extra can we go with this? Well, if it's gonna expel the breath weapons, it's gotta also give you additional properties. So we can go. It's an artifact, so you can go as far as you want. Okay, so. The uh, the pipes that actually emit the noise and the piece on which you finger is all made of different dragon bones. The mouthpiece that you blow into is the hollowed out staff of a deceased archmage. Mm. It functions as the focus, which is what propels all the magic. Okay. Um, and, and the mage died to this dragon. They killed each other. Yep. No, nah, never mind. But no, I, was no gonna, I want you to say it. Okay, I was I was gonna say. Um, that you have like four different options of breath weapons: ice, fire, acid, and help me out here. Lightning, lightning. lightning. Thank you. Um, and the gland, <laughs> fire breath there's, gland. There's also poison. Okay. Well. Okay. You, it's um. It it would end up being uh, uh game master's choice then. Sure. You know. roll, uh, roll randomly to determine. Yeah. Roll right, randomly right. to determine. Then you have these four. Um bags that are individual and you hook them up and it takes an action to hook it up and once it's hooked up you can do like a bonus action to expel a breath weapon that is some legendary fucking wild shit okay what what scale cone 15 foot cone breath weapon is that but, what you mean but like how much damage uh because if these are coming from like why don't we go with adult Okay. Yeah. Adult size dragon damage, which okay. I think is generally around the ten, yeah. eight, and ten dice range. I think above that's getting into the above teens. Yeah. Okay. My my only caveat then is it definitely can't be a bonus action. Okay, you're right. It can't be a bonus action. Um, and that's bonkers. And it you only get a X amount of charges. I don't know three. Would, and then they at the beginning of every day it's a four to six roll. To I was going to say every. I would say give the sack uh, the the same properties as the dragon. You get one go and then roll to recharge. Yep. Okay, and then you can pretty much recharge right away if you hit the roll. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. That's a good one. Hear me out. So this is an artifact, right? Yep. We can go as bonkers as we want. Yep. Imagine if that, uh, like, maybe once a day, if you haven't expended all the charges on it for breath weapons, you can use all the charges. So this thing goes into the sky and goes and breathes all the weapons in, like, a line or Ooh, something. Like, almost, everything. like, kind of turns into a dragon itself yeah. and kind of goes. That's that's pretty cool. But the way that it works is, like, that bag part is, like, in the throat area. And it ends up becoming this um, translucent, like... Uh, barely able to see it, but you can still kind of. It, it's almost like when you look above a flame. I, you know I, what I mean. I can see in my head what you're like. I know you're better like with the, words. The can heat, you explain what I'm heat, trying to say? The heat distortion. Yeah, where it kind of like it, it looks like you're looking through a, a 
like a magnifying glass from a mm-hmm. distance type of thing. But you can see it all, all throughout and where the uh, uh, actual bagpipes are in the throat area where the glands, quote unquote, would be. Yeah. And then the mouth opens up. Yeah, it basically and it just breathes. Takes everything. on this this translucent, uh, like barely visible but obvious shimmer of the form of a dragon with the with the gland existing where it would be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So there's there's four there's four pipes and then there's a mouthpiece. Right. The four yeah. the four pipes kick out to the side close together like wings. Yeah. To help form the mouthpiece helps form the head and everything just goes yeah. in reverse. And it just, yeah. I like that. That yeah. is a dope. I would want my bard to have that. Yeah. Fuck Holy Avengers. Yeah. That thing is awesome. <laughs> here's here's your artifact. Wait. Wait. What do you got? Well, it's okay. So we've gone ahead and we've given. It um, makes you shit yourself. You no, were thinking that too. No, it's definitely. Uh, we've gone ahead and given a bard an item that is directly related to dragons. Do we want to just lean into that stereotype? Yeah, just like the the you are <laughs> you are cursed to attempt to seduce the dragon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking so about. So we'll have to say that this was um, probably a parent dragon. Yeah. And you the so you are almost uh, like geest quested or cursed to have to uh, in the offset of all these benefits you have to find and seduce the offspring of the dragon that this was created from because of geus because of the curses because of because of the curse and the terrible stereotype on the internet of the bard seduces the dragon mm-hmm. right and all that Chinese food ah, ah man. Sorry, I'm still got it on my brain. It's okay. That's all what right. Were we it talking is, it about? is delicious. Uh, you, uh, I think we got time for maybe another two. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so this one I kind of wanted to get to because I thought it was a weird question, and it's very simple, very basic. Do NPCs have class levels? Beef teriyaki. Yes. So uh, the uh, orc that you are fighting, the NPC orc that you went into their village and terrorized, uh, beef teriyaki, uh, he does not have class levels. No. So I guess if you are just talking straight out of the book, if NPCs have class levels, no, they don't. They They have stat blocks. Yeah. Which we don't care about. Now, uh, they may have uh, features from classes that can align you know within their stat block but traditionally no they do not and uh, i mean like honestly 5e did an amazing job with doing it this way to um kind of have a difference between actual characters for npcs uh compared to uh player characters you know and the you can have like the the stuff that you get for each one um they don't have to match you know and there there are some extra things that you will get from npcs a lot of the times for a certain like let's call it the cr level which is the um challenge rating challenge rating of it and uh they're supposed to be pretty like evenly balanced but not really at the same time like when you're talking about as a DM and you're looking for an encounter for your players um, to make a create a character from the classes uh, that piece that player characters as a player character you actually make, I think you're really limiting yourself for the way you can have encounters. Oh, see, uh, I think it's 
entirely the other way around. If you're a DM and you make NPCs that you want your party to fight and you build them like a PC, uh, you're just trying to kill your players. But I mean, think about some of the magical enemies that they have in the books that have like eighth level. I mean, fog cloud or uh, not fog cloud. Uh, cloud kill. Cloud kill. Fifth level spell. Fifth level spell that um, the CR creature of whatever level you put up against us at. Uh, I think it was seventh. Yeah. Which a uh, seventh level like mid like a wizard or something even a wizard is not gonna come close to having a spell like cloud kill unless it has a magical right item. it's because crs and levels don't match. right yeah. it's a number right. of those levels against that level cr right. yeah right right um but i mean if that doesn't what you should do and what kind of i do i mean i've had had npcs in the game that were working with the party that I gave class levels to. Torsa yeah. is a great example of that. Yeah. We kind of gave her class Torsa, levels and, and filled, filled them out. Um, but uh, I find that I don't like running with them too heavy because they're not the focus of the game that yeah. other players are. Right. So what you can do to kind of spice up your monsters is find class features that you really that like you and just give them to a monster. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how strong or how weak it is. I mean, try to find a good balance, yeah. but make it an interesting, like, um, if you want to go ahead and give a giant spider a breath weapon, or if you want to go ahead and give a giant the ability to, um, you know, cast clerical spells, yeah, give them a cleric spell list or a channel divinity or a smite or something like, I've, do it. It's fun. I've always been partial to uh, the, it's the pretty common one is a lot of your, you know, your bigger, like humanoid kind of, you know, fighter types guess what they have rage now oh yeah they look really fucking angry right now did he just rage he did he did he He just raged um so i pulled that question a while ago and i had some really good stuff to talk about it but since we haven't used it lost to the ether i don't remember why i wanted to touch on that so much um but anyway well we're here now we got time i mean i i think that like the the funnest aspect to remember about creating encounters and stuff is that you are only like limited to your own imagination you know you can put together whatever you want just don't obviously go out of your way to try to kill your party right definitely be realistic i mean you don't remember the game is about the players versus story not you versus your players so if you're if they're going into a bar and they have this champion arm wrestler in the tavern and one of your party members want to arm wrestle him Make them allowed to win. Like, give them yeah. a shot to win against yeah. them. Don't that's, make this yeah. overpowered, high-class little character. That's why I, I I stick so firmly in the realm of, like, you you shouldn't build opponent NPCs as PCs. Yes. Because that, inherently, there is... Uh, if, with 5th edition specifically, at least, and probably other editions, I'm not as familiar with them. 5th edition was not designed for PC versus PC combat. The no. game is not balanced right. for that. No. Don't right. do that. Stop. No. Don't do that. It's not good. Well, I mean, we are going to do that probably. We are going to do that, but that's going to be actual player versus actual player. So we'll right, level, right. level twenty, <laughs> level twenty giant PvP Murder Coliseum fest. match. It's going to be fun if you guys want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never played a level twenty character, so it'd be a lot of fun to dive into one. They're insane. <laughs> so if you haven't, if you need a one-shot idea, everyone level 20, giant open coliseum, let them duke it out. You're the judge. Yep. Figure out who wins. 
Uh, weird question here, but I'm trying to make a tiefling character, and I found a source which said some tieflings can have vestigial hands growing from their necks. I really like the idea, but it mentioned I mentioned it to my DM, uh, and they said that tieflings don't have vestigial hands. Uh, so which one is true? What? <laughs> uh, so no, yeah, you know how all tieflings uh, out of the back of their neck grow this cape-like hand that is made from their flesh. Right, that, it's that doesn't mostly, operate like anything. It's just uh-huh. this extra, extra limb. It's mostly hidden by the hair. Um, but if you choose to have a tiefling with smaller hair, it's this grotesque sight that every time um, they hold their breath and kind of like you know when you can make your face yeah like, like turn, puff up and you right. It's like a puffer fist. And just picture yourself like blowing into a plastic glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. and it just kind of stands up. Sometimes it waves at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's horrendous. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's why tieflings are very low on the list of racist people want to play. They just, they're not killed. They're not thrilled that vestigial right. land. You know, uh, if you read the lore about tieflings, um, what's that innate ability they have when they get attacked? Oh, um, uh, hell- uh, hellish rebuke. Hell- hellish rebuke. That actually is, um, um, it's a bitch slap. Well, uh, yeah, magically, I guess you can call it that because oh, it the, absolutely is. It's the, a bunch of D tens. There's nothing more bitch slap. No, than, no, so just I so mean, you guys like, know what we're talking physically, about. yeah, it's yeah, the it's... hand that uh, that comes out of the neck. That's actually does the um, components for the movement for the hellish rebuke. Yes. So when you get hit with a sword and they ignite into fire, hellish fire out of nothing but that magical uh, vestigial hand at the back of your neck. Yeah, it's just right, that hand right. back there giving the finger. Yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yep. And, and a lot of players will play it as that is, oh, my vestigial hand I gave him the finger. Right. And I did have a player use it really uh, you know, wisely. They made a tiefling fighter. And as they were going through dungeon crawls, they would use it to give like, you know, military style signals. Oh, like, yeah, get low, like, stop. They stop. would just kind of yeah. signal their party behind them. Yeah. And they wouldn't have to worry about anything. The fighter Man, had that's it. really clever use of the vestigial tiefling hand. That absolutely exists. You can even make an arcane trickster, turn it invisible, and just send it on its merry way. <laughs> I don't... What? <laughs> yeah, so you know how uh, arcane tricksters can mage hand? Yeah. Right? And turn it invisible? If you're a tiefling, you, uh, that comes from your vestigial hand. That's... Wow, that's wild. Tieflings yeah. are way more broken than I thought. I need to make another one. Nah, yeah. I mean, a tiefling um, arcane trickster is... I mean, uh, they're the way to go. Uh, there it is. Especially There's... with Natasha's uh, um, capabilities of being able to move the stats around. Yeah, Woo! there you go. That's your... That's your ultimate power gamer build right there i think we gotta we gotta stop recording so i can go build that i think we're gonna call it <laughs> all right guys so i think every- we found the brothers that we're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> all right so everyone wave goodbye to our listeners with your vestigial hands uh while Ugh. i give our outro i just picture i'm sorry but i picture <laughs> a fucking turkey but the <laughs> the hand is like that turkey ugh. The, God, what do you call that thing? The turkey flap. That's what. That's if scientifically, that's what it's called. Yeah. Hashtag if you've made science. It this, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. We are sponsored today by One Third Shirts. Go check out your One Third Shirts on Cyber Monday. Uh, promo code OTSB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ignore the can, fact that Cyber Monday has already passed. That's Still true. valid. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're trying to wake up and you're trying to also get away from the caffeine, uh, we do have a decaffeinated coffee uh, mixture. It's um, it's not a mixture. It's a, uh, a buffalo creamer. chicken, buffalo chicken creamer. Oh, yes. Yep. yes. Like buffalo chicken creamer from yeah. Coffee Mate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's also considered recently. We just found out that we have to say this by law, but it's also considered a cleanse. 
Yeah, no, because uh, it will clean you right out. It's better than the keto diet, folks. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and remember that slogan, uh, Buffalo Chicken Coffee Mate. Great for us, okay for you. <laughs> uh, so, if you made, like I said, if you made it this far, you can check us out at, um, at uh, OutsideTheStatBlock.com, Twitter at OTSBlock, Facebook, OutsideTheStatBlock. Uh, check us out on any preferred platforms. Like us, rate us. We love you. Subscribe. Yeah, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, hit us with that with that good rating. Yes, please. That will help a lot. All right. I am Ben. I'm Chris. And I am Jesse. Now go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe! <laughs> <laughs>